Hello and welcome to another episode of Flamenco Attitude. This is the weekly podcast that brings you everything flamenco, I mean literally all things. In the past we have done kitchen, we have done a little bit of virtual walks throughout the Andalusian iconic places uh, in different cities. Uh, we have done, uh, looked into the lives of the great flamenco sing singers back from the 30s, 40s and the 70s. We have done book reviews uh, and we have done even Flamenco Kitchen. I mean, how great was that episode? Uh, today we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, but before that, of course, I would always like to welcome on the show our new listeners from Norway and Qatar. Thank you very much for being there and for your interest into what we do. We do it with a lot of love and I hope you enjoy the content as much as we do putting it together. If you would ever like to get in touch with us, the channels are through Twitter. So you can tweet us at FlamencoPod or if you'd like to write a longer message, you can email us culturepodcasts at gmail.com. This is probably the best way. Uh, we will be sure to look into your message and reply when possible. Now, we have, uh, as I mentioned, done flamenco cinema, iconic flamenco films with cast of dancers and actors and singers and players. However, these were staged things. How about today we look into something very authentic and it's neither a documentary nor neither a film. nor a film it's neither here nor there and yet these are incredible uh films which we called it did we call them propaganda marcos i think that's well, what we refer yeah. to they're historical because they're done during the franco era yeah. about on the lives of the gypsy people a lot of names will be name dropping a lot of people in today's episode because they were growing up some of them some of them were already established as um, flamenco artists so and we will also be linking films that you can find on youtube and have a look for yourself so without any further ado let's dive into today's episode archive flamenco yeah i mean what we're talking about is uh, a tv series rito Geografia del Cante. Now, this was made between 1971 and 1973. So this was the um, kind of the tough era for Spain, I guess, and the flamenco yeah, people. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it wouldn't be easy uh, for the people. And as you say, it was made in the Franco period when often they use flamenco as a propaganda uh, thing for, for tourism. But this was made really for the home market. And can you believe this, Gallia? There are over a hundred. I was going to ask you one uh, hundred at least. At least, and yeah. uh, what was the idea behind it? Why on earth would people want to have a personal insight into the life of gypsy people? I just, you know, it's interesting to me to find out. Yeah. Well, it's not. I mean, obviously, most of them are are, are the Gitano people. Some of them. There's even a, an episode called uh, "Non Gypsies Singing Gypsy Music." Yeah. So it was inclusive in that way. Um, <laughs> The idea for it, who knows, you know, what, all I can tell you is that um, when I was young, you know, you just dreamed of owning uh, on, 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 on a video a copy of, really? any, of any of this. Yes, because my own teacher is in this, which we're going to talk about. Uh, Martinez, yes, uh, all the episodes are fantastic. As you can see, uh, I only own here. Yeah, because four. they cost an arm and a leg. <laughs> they so used you to, but now, but that's the great thing for our audience that... Uh, 
as far as I can see, anybody can access these things now yeah. and, and watch them. And if you're really into flamenco and you want to see what uh, went on in the early 70s, I mean, they, they are fantastic. And, you know, we watched them some last night. And as you can see, they're not films. They're not documentaries. They are actually recording people singing in their own homes. I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to go, uh, get into it too much because we're concentrating on flamenco. There is a genre of film that I am studying, and a subgenre there is called slice of life, yeah. which is literally something taken off the mundane and projected as a series, as as an episode of that person's life. Would you say that? This is what we're dealing with here, just episodes of life, yeah, of the, the ordinary life. Yes, because cause the great thing about them is they show the people, none of it, OK, everything's staged when you've got a camera, but it's so natural. You exactly, because I, I have seen uh, people just having a drink and yeah. doing a little dance and, and a smoking. Song. People walking on the streets, yeah. people just in a normal house setting, yeah. home setting. Yeah. So I suppose this is, was that planned? How did they convince these people to take part of these films? Well, I mean, obviously all flamenco artists want publicity, but um, in the, I mean, in the case of, of people like uh, Remedio Zamaya, um, you know, she was a young child star. So going to her home in Calahonki was, was a great thing to do. Yeah. Um, and as you know, she's the, the Camarona now. Uh, but I know what fascinated you when you watched it. It's the titles when it starts. It well, is unbelievable, isn't it? How isn't it exciting when you see the? Uh, to me, the exciting bit, which you actually highlighted for me, was the putting on the sahia and the little. Well, that's the end noise. of it. So it starts with this incredible guitar falsetto. Yeah, but you know, and we, then you see the images of El Planeta, and yeah. you know all those those. those so what, are, what? What? And are then, it? as you say, that capo. Yeah. That sahia. It. Uh, they say, you know, put it on number three, put it on the third fret, and you hear that crunch. And that is the cue for the film to start. Yeah. How wonderful is that? It is absolutely... It's, it's very crafted. Yeah. It's very well crafted. Uh, now, so what are some of the topics that are covered? Before we dive into the specific episodes, the broad topics, what do these films cover? Well, they do two things. They cover all the key artists. Okay. And then they cover all the different cantus. So it's two two different things. And then they also deal with something which leads us into what we're going to do next week. They cover the young artists. Yeah. No, we're really happy that the week following week yeah. we're going to bring you the young yeah. artists. Now, of course, these young artists in, in this thing we're talking about are now old artists. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, but we'll we'll look at that next week at the the very young people now, yeah. and they they deal with um, all kinds of aspects of Andalusian life. It's all in black and white. It, it's I would encourage anybody that's into flamenco to to look at them. Uh, I've been lucky that I've been given the odd one. Uh, they were once given away uh, if you bought a certain newspaper and paid a bit more to the news agent, you know, they, and they, they just go on forever, these. <laughs> how how raw and authentic? Can you get more flamenco than these films? No, I don't think so. I think they are, they're fantastic. In, in a funny sort of way, they're more authentic than a concert performance because I think the people were so relaxed because they're recorded in their home environments, which makes them rather special. 
Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I don't know whether you want me to talk about uh, Remedio Samaya because um, I could talk about well, home uh, well, no, we definitely will. But no, l- no. let's talk about uh, Diego de, de Moron. Yeah. Oh, Diego del Gastor. Del Gastor from Moron. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he is one of our favorites on Flamenco Attitude. Yeah. And of course, we're going to include a track after this section. While you're talking to me, think about the best track we can put on. But, oh. but don't tell me just yeah, yet. Yeah, let's yeah. go. Yeah. I mean, Diego, um, they came to Moron to film him. And he's in his wonderful, uh, always well-dressed in a beautiful mm. suit. And he walks down the key areas of Moron. These are areas that you've personally walked many times. Of course, times. many times. The famous stairs in Moron and, you know, the church and everything. And he, <laughs> what's interesting is a man who became a very close friend of mine, Nino, Nino de la Fonda. This is the Fonda was Fonda Pascual, where people stayed, a, a place for staying in, in Morong. Nino is in this film only as a very young boy. And he's jumping up and down all the time as Diego is trying to walk very seriously down the roads. And he's a typical flamenco with the suit and the handkerchief in the top pocket. And mm. there's this boy. Dong, 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 jumping up and down and uh, Diego gives him a tweak on the ear you know it's a wonderful shot you know it's like <laughs> uh, you know you couldn't make this up and of course what it reveals also when you get to see Diego play uh, in his house with, with the various singers he does not like this is one of the problems in flamenco he does not like talking and if you look at the one of the Rito about him, you'll see that he gets very, very annoyed with some people who are talking. He first of all indicates to them by his face, stop talking, yeah? And he gets more and more annoyed. Who are these people, part of the family? Yeah, or friends of the family, yeah. And they're they're talking. You know, this is a thing that Camarón suffered from, couldn't, you know, try to get people to stop talking all the time. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but you've got to realize that flamenco is not like the English opera where people will be quiet. They always talk like this, and and very rarely do the flamenco people tell the people off. But Diego, he didn't like this sort of thing when he's being filmed for an important documentary like yeah. this. What, well, were they aware that they're filmed for something that will get well, so they must big? Have been. I mean, if you look at it, you know, yeah. well, they probably didn't realize how important it would be. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's obvious. So, so I mean, you know, you sh- you've seen bits of this. I have seen quite a few. And you want to know what? Well, you know, if if it's Diego del Gastor, it's got to be really beyond doubt. Okay, let's move on to the episode of Remedios Amaya or the Camarona. Now, when when I when I watched this episode briefly with you. It impressed me that she is, when she started out as a girl, she's, yeah. she was a bit much more humble. Yeah, very, yeah. Because yeah. I think she's only, what, 12, would you say, in that, or yeah. 14? Ha, has, has the time changed? <laughs> well, she, she, um, she certainly... Became quite big. Yeah. yeah, as you know, I've seen her in concerts yes, yeah. a few years ago, and, and again... She doesn't like any talking or, or, or anything. <laughs> so uh, she has changed in that way. She doesn't suffer the public. She wants them to be respectful of the art. Yeah. Um, the great thing is, you, you probably saw there's some very young people that sing uh, in this thing. And then she comes in 
and it's just amazing and she sings about the the typical song from granada and i mean probably the best part of it is there's the dog there Yes, yes. For the dog. dog. The dog is there. He's listening. You remember the dog? For all the dog lovers out there, <laughs> yeah. if you can look into this episode, which I will hopefully be able to list in the description box for you, please look at how this dog looks yeah. at yeah. them. It's just well, so. He's very deadly. attentive. No, well, he's very attentive. But even the dog in Flamengo is trained not to bark <laughs> or do anything. Yeah, and that's in an area near um, the the airport uh, in north of Seville, Calhonchi, and. Uh, this is a very very typical flamenco area where where that was filmed it's uh it's beautiful stuff uh and in was it in the actual same episode that we saw a, a dancer bobotti that we recognize yes yes bobotti comes on who is how does oh, he fit he's into amazing. and he look what a, a wonderful film star he's bec- he become Wait, when uh, you have to listen to our episode from flamenco cinema where we talk yeah. about the films tremil and then and the tremil, you see you got it like because they say to him watch your coach remember when he starts dancing around yeah. the fire yeah yeah um he's an amazing person and in this film that we're um, not all this Rito that we're talking about mm. he's just a little boy isn't he he's just a little boy but I have to say he dances just as well yeah, as you he, loved you know, the way he ended it I did love the, yeah, the way he ended it was yeah. very very he knew what he was doing yeah he was on top of his game like, he oh, was oh. definitely on the top of his game <laughs> uh, and in terms of Remedios um, was her mother part of the actual um, oh, yeah, the group the, the of whole, people, all, all the of them, whole family? The, yeah. Is this how the gypsy people like to be together? Yeah, yeah, very much so. Because you notice that we know that she's coming because we get uh, all the other people, the younger yeah. ones, yeah? And it's building up to Remedios coming on and singing Buleria. Is that what shall we hear from her? <laughs> yes, I think so. She's, she's fantastic, yeah. I think a bulleria with Vicente Amigo. If possible, if let's possible. fight. Yes. Now, th- this is a, a, a very obviously personal artist to you coming up next, of course, Pepe Martinez. We dedicated a whole episode on Marcos's teacher, Pepe Martinez. Uh, you can listen back. We called it the teacher's teacher and we do, did it around, um, I think it was September time when the school was starting again. So uh, tell me about this episode then. Um, had you uh, how old is he or you know had you met him at this point oh no no when that was made that was before he moved to his new his okay. new flat um but the great thing about it is he, he you know what <laughs> Pepe was a, a real character and what he loved even possibly more than his flamenco was Pajamas. Yes. Marks and Spencer's pajamas. There I say toilet paper as well. Uh, listen back to the episode. You will know what we're talking about yeah. if you haven't listened. Yeah. But Pepe likes his soft toilet paper. Yeah. Um, well, in this thing, you'll see him in his, in his pajamas. Because that's it? how he liked to... to and he'd, he'd come to England and say, the best pajamas are in England and I need to get a, a new set. Yeah. yeah. For anyone who hasn't been to England or is not from England, we have this shop called Marks and Spencer's. Kind of upmarket. <laughs> And they also sell clothes as well. And uh, Pepe Martinez decided this is top notch and I have to have it. And then you'll see him in in this film, as usual, with his customary cigar 
always in, in, in his mouth as he plays. And he, he plays some beautiful stuff. So it's another... I was very glad to get uh, a digital copy of this because I, I had it from a long time ago uh, on, on video, but as you know, that decays. So, you know, it's another one that's it's just great. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, and did he... Uh kind of because he was somebody who was very smart in that sense you have told me he was always doing business right yeah, well look he made over 300 records exactly with, with singers yeah. exactly i was gonna ask you know did he realize what potential it is for him to... oh yeah and of course this is an example of him being filmed by a, a spanish tv company but there's yeah. also these incredible films of him where the bbc made two films about him uh he did a great thing for the marmalade uh, uh, industry, because, because as you know... I'm the, sorry, he never ceases to amaze me, though. No, 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 I mean, it's, uh, <clears throat> you know, he there's, there's wonderful images of him, but with Dorito, I think you get, with that particular volume, you get a very nice insight into his very, very soft way of playing the flamenco guitar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is that your favourite episode, or...? Well, it's, it's my second favorite. I know which one. Let, let's keep the the best for last. Let, we're not going to say more. But what would you like to hear from your teacher? Um, well, I think what we should do is get um, him playing uh, Sevianas because we've not played anything of that really. Because he's from Seville and he was a master of the old style Seviana. Seviana. Now moving on to uh, discussing some habits that the flamenco people had i mean <laughs> we we have to be honest it was a different time yeah. uh and uh in these days in this yeah. day and age uh fewer people smoke but the flamenco people do well it's interesting you say this because i i i interviewed anushka shanka anushka shanka and nora jones yes. sister of yes course. and uh, she made a, an album with flamenco people and I said to her, well, how did you find it? And she said, well, it was good, but um, I I told them that, um, you know, I was pregnant, she said, you know, because yeah. they were smoking, and they, they just carried on and said, congratulations. Oh, my God. And, yeah. and then she had a problem that they, um, she said, I don't understand, when we were doing these very serious flamenco pieces early in the morning, they had to uh, have a cognac, <laughs> that is quite flamenco, I have nice. to say. Yeah, I, I would never be able to do it. So she found that rather difficult. Yeah. How do you think these things get picked up? I mean, I know Cameron de Isla was a big smoker. Yeah. Um, who else did we discuss who was quite a big smoker as well? Maybe one of the guitarists we talked about. Well, I mean, look, look at Paco de Lucia. Was he a big smoker? Yeah, yeah. But you'll see in all of these films, and there is a great one of Paco wearing one of these outrageous jackets that he used to buy at the time. Um, always on the table, you know, is the cigarettes and the sherry. And yeah. you'll, you'll see that in all, all of the... Yeah, I'm all. just curious how this gets handed down from one artist to another. Because you have told me the famous phrase, flamenco, no come, solo uh, bebe. Uh, yes, you're getting better at this. Yeah, so the yeah. flamenco doesn't eat, yeah. it only drinks. I mean, even in flamenco programs today, you, you'll always see the artists uh, having a, a glass of sherry before they start. You know, Favourite drink, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, this is quite quite remarkable. Um, and we're going to talk about Chocolate. Yeah, I mean, who did superb, superb Fandango recordings. Yeah, I mean, Chocolate. If you can get the one, and it's all available, everything's available now very easily. Chocolate, you'll see him uh, in his home with his family, and he sings the most incredible fandango, mm. you know, and they are amazing. It's him at his absolute best. So I would advise anybody to get to get that one because you know we don't have. It's a, it's a sad thing to say we don't have artists like the the chocolate are you saying that you have to take responsibility when you say stuff like that well because you never know who will be the next no we are going to mention some that might become chocolates next week well from the chocolate episode um, because I suppose with each episode of this Rito um, Rito y Geografia del Cante um, there is something typical shown from the life of every artist or a particular episode. Now, from, from the Chocolates episode, what impressed you the most? He's not an artist we mention often, to be honest. No, it's the way he, he actually deports himself. Uh, his face is incredible, his clothing and... Very masculine face. And his, hand, yeah, and his hands when he sings the different lines of crossing over in the Fandango. It's yeah. just absolutely... I don't know. Priceless. It is priceless. Would we be able to hear anything recommended? Fandango. It's got to be Fandango. Any Fandango by Chocolat. Yeah, beyond that. Moving on to a name that is absolutely one of my favourites in the industry. Terremoto. Terremoto. Because it means... Little earthquake. Oh, just a little one. The earthquake. Um, Yeah, I mean, you see now... Because I'm very interested in, in fashion and all the rest of it. If we can see you, we yeah, will know. Yeah. What shows. you've got to see when you go on his episode, of course he's a brilliant singer, but just love the shirt. The yeah. shirt is to die for. So describe me some of his shirts. Well, it's a, it's a very gypsy shirt um, with lunaritos and the little squares and everything. And it just he just looks the part. You know, it it just makes the whole thing because you're drawn to the way he's dressed. Mm. Obviously, you're appreciating his voice, but you look at the way he's dressed and you think, "Wow!" Was he filmed again at his home, family, and all? That? I think it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much amongst amongst friends. <clears throat> so it's very different to when you see him doing a normal performance. It's a, a totally different approach. Yeah. Um, of course, with these films, you do get the flamencologists. Uh, in, 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 so they'll talk for so you do have to listen to a lot of chat about flamenco yeah. in between the bits and pieces because they, they're an hour long each yeah. One, yeah do you think there was a Actually, long it could be longer than it that it could be longer yeah. with the chat but yeah. do you think there was more footage or do you think the footage was actually not that much so that's why the presentation took over in a way well I mean singers as you know normally it could be moody well also they're only prepared probably to do three or four a stretch four four songs mm. you know they're not going to do more than that really because it's it's a strain for them and um, and anyway you build up you know you, you start with cigarilla then you may do a tangos and then you end with a buleria or maybe in between that you put in a fandango that's the way things are you yeah. know, you're not going to do whole hour no but uh, do you know what actually now that I think about it from what you've shown me at least so far 
we don't have actual conversations. We only have footage of people interacting between each other, like in a yeah. setting or singing or dancing. We don't have anyone doing an interview. Ah, well, actually, if you get the Camarón one, that's the, well, yeah, I would. I there would is say, a little yeah. interview in that one. That I would say because he was an artist who is probably more used to making yeah. doing interviews. Yeah, have you seen the one of him? We've watched uh, together. We have watched the one where he is performing. He's being recorded by a man with, with a, a pipe. pipe. Yeah, that's yeah. And yeah, probably there is a little interview yeah, at the yeah, end. Yeah. See, I mean, you you work for for the BBC, but um, would they allow you to be smoking a pipe in the studio? I don't think they will be allowing you to smoke anything. <laughs> Yeah. But I, I've I've never I'm not a smoke. No. Well, so. in this film, you see footage of him going to visit his mother's house. You probably remember that he goes back and he's got all the seventies yeah. clothes. We're going to talk about yeah. it uh, yeah. in due course. But uh, please remind me what sort of style was Terremoto most famous for? Solia or Buleria. Yeah. So any of those we yeah. can find would yeah. be good by Terremoto. You have recommended to me volume two especially because, yeah. um, and I think that's the one I'm looking at. Yeah. So it features La Paquera, yeah. Remedio Amaya, yeah. Moraito, and a very young Macanita, yeah. plus yeah. Pepe Martinez is yes. inside. Well, I, I wouldn't like to guess the age, but Macanita might be three. Who is Macanita? Well, she's now a very famous flamenco singer. Yeah. Um, she could be... Could be three years of age in, in this yeah. film. Can and you believe this, right? Oh Performing. Right? So everyone was literally the whole family was featured. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, and then Moraito, obviously, you get some wonderful footage of him a long time him, ago. Of course, yeah. Uh, La Paquera, the queen of, of Jerez. Yeah. Flamenco. She is, is that her on the cover? Yes, that's her. Oh, she's so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Definitely a great representation yeah. of a flamenco. Um, is she actually, because I don't think we've spoken about her that much, is she a typical flamenco performer? Oh, or yeah. is she more commercial? On the com- no, I wouldn't say commercial. I mean, no. she, she's very hardcore. Mm. But the incredible thing about her was that she appeared in all these wonderful films that were made uh, in Spanish cinema. So she's yeah. kind of not just a flamenco artist, but, but also a star of, of cinema. Yeah, also yeah. an actress. Yeah. Yeah. And why? Do, how do you think when they choose what to include in each episode, how do you think they pair these people together? Well... Is there a threat? I don't think... I think because we both work in this industry in broadcasting, I think it's just... What, Whatever what, comes. Yeah, ah. uh, because, you know, um, some of the stuff is, is very unrelated. It's not... Obviously, the, the titles that they made about the styles, they are... They all work. But you've got a real... That's the great thing about these. You've got a complete mix on the on these things. Yeah. I'm just looking at the chocolate one. He's... Uh, yeah. Yeah? They're like... Um, they're amazing. They're absolutely amazing. And so you like that one because you, you're looking we at also, a special edition and, with and book. The, the incredible thing is that, yeah, they have books... Yeah. attached to them yeah. these are very very precious yeah well I've, I'm lucky to have these are all I've got uh, but you can find them but in a way I mean obviously you won't get the book but so, it's very easy to access any any of them now yeah 
So what shall we, um, when we talk about a paquera yeah. or maybe any moraito maybe, what can we kind well, moraito, of... moraito, you've got to play buleria. He's yeah, best at yeah, that. Yeah, 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 beyond doubt. Well, we always save this artist in whatever conversation we include him. We save him for last because he's probably the best uh, or your personal favorite, of course, come around the well, least. Yeah, but I think everybody accepts he, he is the, the most important person that flamenco has ever had in, in 200, 300 years. There's, I think that's beyond doubt. Yeah, he looks on this edition. Uh, well, on the cover yeah. of uh, this, he looks. If if we if we forget for a second that he's a flamenco performer, you would say yeah. that's a rock you star. You think it's a rock, yeah? Or or at least a yeah. pop, but like Beatles or something yeah, of yeah. that sort. Yeah, that's why he was dubbed because of this photo as the Mick Jagger of flamenco. Mm. So how yeah. did you get hold of this? Well, I, this this was very lucky actually because I wanted this one, and then there was this offer that if you went to a particular news agent on Sunday and you bought a paper and and, and got vouchers then you could get it and uh, I, I managed to get it uh, and it, it's fantastic I mean you know even you loved it because you couldn't oh, yeah. believe uh, you've got a man that's expressing such passion and then over the other side you've got another man the producer with a tape recorder with a pipe. Heavily sort of puffing, <laughs> puffing and puffing over there. <laughs> the contrast couldn't be greater, could it? it was just... I think for me the greatest actually part of this was that we see Camar- how important the family was for Camarón. Yeah. Uh, and yet, the more I think about it, he was somebody who was almost never at home. Would you agree? Yeah, and that's why it's a very special film because you see him going back to visit his mother you then get some footage of his mother and singing and you realise how much he, he got from her, right? Um, and then you see him singing in the house, a juerga, with Paco Sapero and all of the um, different older people of the, of, the, of the gypsy fraternity all packed into this little family home of Camarón de la Isla. Yeah, uh, please remind us where the home is, of course, for well, it's, it's in what some people call it's in Cadiz province in San Fernando, in San Fernando. Uh, but we call it La Isla. Of course, Camaronda de La Isla. This is in our tradition, yeah. of people. Um, and yes, what would you recommend that we, we I mean, literally any song by Cameron is great, Ooh. but what would you like to hear personally? Como el agua. Let's go for that. And lastly, you also uh, have a particular affection to the Niños Cantaores. Yeah. Yeah. So can you tell me a little bit about Well, it's a wonderful film because I don't even know the names of the artists in it. Maybe it wasn't even mentioned. These are very young, young boys that perform and sing and young girls. And it's a whole edition that's just for the young people of of, of that time in 1971, 72-73. And you look at that and you think, well, you know, have they made it now? Do we know who they are now? It's a historical thing of, of the young people. I, I absolutely love it. Then it shows some other boys that aren't gypsies walking around the streets of Seville, singing as they go around the cathedral and all of that. It's very atmospheric. So there was a fascination with it, in yeah, a way. Yeah, and it's, it's sort of... In a way, makes us wonder because we we keep wondering: Are we going to get 
new artists, where are they going to I come keep from? Wondering, you yeah. keep wondering that. And that is what next week we will reveal who is the number one young guitarist and singer, in my opinion. In your opinion, of course. And lastly, um, something I really wanted to ask. What do these films reveal about the connections between the flamenco artists? Because a lot of them overlap. You know, some of them know each other. Some of them are featured together. What do you think? Well, I mean, Chocolati was the padrino of all of the flamenco artists. Um, So they would have all... Uh, you know, I, I've seen, I go to a place where they've got the old posters and Chocolati would be up there and Cameron would be lower down on, mm. on, on the listings, yeah? So uh, Cameron would have worshipped Chocolati, La Paquera, obviously, because, you know, uh, Terremoto, very much so. Uh, Terremoto would have worked with Paquera because they're both from Jerez. Chocolati came from Jerez, but he t- tends to be more of a Seville artist. Cameron universal thank you very much for joining us uh, in another great episode that we called archive flamenco with very special films made about flamenco artists they're neither um films in the sense of cinema they're they're also not documentaries they're just something else um and they were produced in a special time where the flamenco artists were really keen on being promoted and you know, being heard, um, and also their so you know their personas kind of shining through everything that they do. I'm gonna list every single one that I find in the description box. Uh, if you can, if you'd like to watch it online, they're fascinating. Also, if you again, if you'd like to talk to us and have any questions, culturepodcasts at gmail.com is the email. You can also tweet us at flamencopod on Twitter. Until the next time, whether you listen to, play or learn about flamenco, remember to always follow the beat.